and I can feel the frosty chill between us. And it's not just you. It's between us. It's me yeah. and you. It is the relationship has now been severed. We are not connected. And in that moment, I know, I know for a fact, and I know without any confusion, I have hurt your feelings. And I also know all it takes is for me to acknowledge, honey, I know that I hurt your feelings. I know that I was snappy. I know I was short. I know I rolled my eyes. I know I gave you that tone. I know I gave the big huff. I know I did whatever, whatever, whatever. And everything inside of me says, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, why it is so stinking hard to apologize after a fight. Yep. It is the week after coming back to work. So it's the first week of January yes, here. Yes, it is. And we had our nice Christmas break. And for our break, you and I and the kids, the two of the kids, two of the four, got away to the seaside. Yes. We went to Seaside, Oregon and hung out in a hotel for two days because it was raining and drizzly and just crappy. It was terrible weather. I, I was re- going to say the weather was, wasn't great. Correct. The weather wasn't great. The company and the games and the experience was yes. just fine. Had it, a great time. It is pretty dang cold because I took a, a run on the beach in yes. 33 degree weather and that was dumb. Well, yeah, it was really chilly, <laughs> but some I did get some beautiful views because it wasn't actually raining at that point. Right. A beautiful sunrise. But... but the night we got there, we decided, hey, you know, instead of packing food, because we stay in the resort there, which is uh, two bedrooms and full kitchen, full kitchen. And so we bring our own food and we make our meals and everything. But instead of bringing food, there's a Safeway right up the street. So it's like, we're going to stop and buy the food so we don't have to pack. It's easier to just travel. And the night bef- the night we got in there, we went to Safeway and we always do pizza bread. Yes. When we go. French bread. Pizza stuff on top. It somehow became a tradition, and so that's what we do. And except this time, we got back to the hotel, back to the resort, and had all the fixings. And then you go, we forgot to buy the, the pizza sauce. P- pizza sauce. So I had to get back in the car, and I was already tired. It was dark. It was cold. It was rainy. I wasn't in the best of moods, but I had to go back to the store, fight the parking structure, fight the goofy keys, fight the weird people. And go buy pizza sauce. And I came back and the evening was just fine. And then the next day, we are going to go travel from Seaside down to Tillamook, which is a 50-mile drive along the coast. Beautiful drive. Lovely. And we go from our suite, which is on the fifth floor, and it takes a five-minute walk to get to our car. And we get to the car, and you tell me you had forgotten what? My phone. Your phone. And do you remember what I did at that moment? If I remember correctly, I can't remember your face, but you did say very, in a nice, interesting tone, are you serious? Really? Yes. I don't remember saying that, but I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. And at that moment, what was the tone in the relationship? What was happening between you and me? Well, my feelings were definitely hurt. And you did what? I got real quiet. 
you got quiet. You also did something else. You got out of the car. I went and got my phone. You went and got your phone. But you got out of the car in a very particular way, which let me know you were pretty frustrated. I did? You did. Uh, I'm not aware of that. And then you went and you got <clears throat> you went and got your phone. Five minutes later, you come back, you have your phone. And what does it feel like in the car now? For me, it was very miserable. I just felt like we're on vacation and I just was made to feel stupid. Yeah. And the frustrating part was it wasn't the first time. It was like the third time. That weekend. That weekend. Yes. And we hadn't even been there 24 hours. No. Because I was admittedly frustrated with you and your forgetfulness. You forgot the spaghetti sauce. You forgot your phone. A couple other things. And you were bugging me. I was frustrated with you. Is it okay that I say that? Well, yeah. Okay. Because we're I'm, married. It's I, I'm, normal. I'm just listening. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying not to let... To be honest, we really haven't talked about this. No, we haven't. This is the we, first time we're actually talking about it in this depth. Yes. Here's why we're talking about it. Because... You got back in the car after getting your phone. We start heading down the coast and I can feel the frosty chill between us. And it's not just you. It's between us. It's me yeah. and you. It is the relationship has now been severed. We are not connected. That's the word you and I use. Right. We're not connected at that moment. And in that moment, I know, I know for a fact and I know without any confusion I have hurt your feelings. I know that. And I also know all it takes is for me to acknowledge, honey, I know that I hurt your feelings. I know that I was snappy. I know I was short. I know I rolled my eyes. I know I gave you that tone. I know I gave the big huff. I know I did whatever, whatever, whatever. I know that I hurt your feelings and I feel bad about that. I need to own that. I need to take responsibility for that. I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings. I need to do that in that moment while you and I are driving down the coast in the car and everything inside of me says, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to admit I did something wrong, right? I know how to fix it. I know how to make it better. I know how it will help you. And my survival brain is, is kicked in at that moment saying, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And it takes everything inside of me to say, Paul, do it. Do what is necessary. You've hurt your wife's feelings. Even though I could have argued why you hurt my feelings first. Again, you're forgetful. You did all these other things. You inconvenienced me. That doesn't matter. None of that matters. Okay? Even though it's all true. That doesn't matter. I know that my behavior, my tone, my response to your, your inconveniencing me was hurtful toward towards you. Right. And it's that it's that little moment where I know in my head what I need to do and I am fighting myself internally because I don't want to do it. That is the piece that I'm trying to figure out, number one, as a counselor, but even more importantly, as a husband, right? how to not have that stupid fight in my head all the time and just suck it up and say I'm sorry apologize to you sooner, faster, so that you and I can get connected and resolved faster. Right. And so that I'm not sitting in the car going, okay, I have to put my emotions away and somehow find it in me to not be hurt by that yeah. and just go about like as if 
I shouldn't have been hurt by it, so let's yeah. just have a conversation so it's not quite in our car, so our kids aren't uncomfortable because of what's going on. Right. And that's not authentic. No. I mean, I wanted to be authentic in it of, okay, well, I'm going to try to not take it personal. That's nice. That's called benefit of the doubt. You're trying to give me the benefit of the doubt and not take it personal. But it's really hard. It's and not so, easy. No, and so I... I try to talk about things. It's not easy because I was rude. I was hurtful. Yeah, you were. You were feeling appropriately for my, even though it wasn't a huge infraction. I didn't yell at you. I didn't scream at you. I didn't call you names. No. But I conveyed to you. How displeased and how stupid I was. Yeah. Your intention wasn't maybe to imply that I was stupid, but that phrase that you use, are you kidding me or are you serious? Really? Yes. That says volumes above any other words or loudness. It definitely hurt more than it probably would have. We probably would have just laughed it off Mm -hmm. had you not had that same tone and that same phrase about the spaghetti sauce or the the night before. And I'm not sure that you are aware of this either, so we can cut it if you want. (laughs) But even when we got to the beach and we missed the sunset, but I still wanted to go out and look at just the beach. Right. And we got out there and you made some remark under your breath. It was really passive aggressive. And I couldn't find that word while we were there. Mm-hmm. And I asked you about it and you blew it off. And I and I said, I don't, I don't understand what you're meaning. And you kind of blew it off too. So from the very moment that we kind of got there, that had built up for me. Yeah. So about the phone, normally I forget stuff. And usually you can say, are you serious? And we just kind of laugh it off because we know. Yeah. But it was just one on top of the other on top of the other. So, yep. And it was my emotional state, which actually carried more weight in that comment versus if my emotional state is good and happy and relaxed and I make a comment like that, it's easier to laugh it off. When my emotional state is already derogatory or passive aggressive or hurtful, a comment like that sounds very different. Right. Exactly. It's actually intended very different. Yes. The reason we're having this conversation again, though, is because it's it drives me crazy. I'm a professional counselor. I'm a relationship expert. I know what to do in that moment. And my humanity, my fallibility, my sinfulness still keeps me from doing what I know I need to do. Right. And I would hope that if other husbands are listening to this podcast today... They're going to go, yep, I totally remember what that feels like. And I'm not the only one who struggles with this. Right. I don't think I am. I hope I'm not. I know I'm not. Most husbands have an incredibly hard time humbling themselves. It's actually about pride and humility. Having a hard time humbling myself before you and just saying, I did wrong. Right. And I feel bad. I am contrite. I have sorrow rather than I'm sorry, which those words sometimes don't mean as much. Right. I have sorrow that I just kind of tainted our trip down here and I want to make sure I get it right. Now at that moment, I'll tell you what I'm also afraid of. And this is a little dynamic in most relationships. The minute I say that I'm already bracing for you going, yeah, let me tell you how you hurt me. And you now going, you did this and you did this and you did this and you did this, which is absolutely necessary because you want to be heard and understood and validated. But I'm already at the end of that process going, 
I've already said I'm sorry. Why, why are you telling me again how bad I am? Why do you need to keep heaping all of this blame on me? That's an, that's an interesting phrase. I'm already at the end of this process yeah. because you've processed it through your mind. You yep. are ready to move forward, to say sorry and move forward. Yep. And so you have an expectation that that's just how it should be. And I've left you completely out of that process. Yes. And you're still sitting in the hurt. That is so fascinating because I can think of so many times early in our marriage when something would happen and you would come to me and say, I'm sorry. And then I would want to share with you why my feelings are hurt. And you're like, I don't need to hear that. Nope. It would just hurt me even more. You use the phrase, I don't need to know what I already did. I already know that. So it left me, it really left me hanging in this, what do I do with this? Okay, how can I trust that you actually are sorry when we haven't even had a conversation around it? How do I know that you understand? So that's really fascinating to hear. You've already worked through the process and you're at the end of that process. But you both have to go through it together. You have to go through it together if you're going to get right. connected again. Right. And, and, so, and that's the piece. To get <clears throat> connected again, you have to go through it together. Exactly. Exactly. Do you remember how long it took before I actually said that? Because, again, I was having that battle in my head, driving through Cannon Beach, driving through... It felt like through... forever. I, I don't remember. It was only about 10 to 15 minutes. Oh, it felt like eternity, though. Yeah, that perception, but... It was only about 10 to 15 minutes before I said, honey, I know that I know that I hurt your feelings. Mm -hmm. I am gearing up in my head to now say, I'm ready for you to tell me how did I hurt your feelings? I want to understand. And then after that, did it feel like we got connected again? Yeah. That's all it took. Yeah. I will say I made a conscious choice not to tell you all the ways that you had already hurt me. Thank you. I just didn't feel like it was the right time or the yeah. right place, yeah. you know, with the kids in the car. And I didn't really have the word for the passive aggressive piece. Mm-hmm. And I just want to enjoy the rest of our time. Yeah. I made a conscious effort to do that. I, I think I might have mentioned, yeah, you kind of hurt my feelings yesterday, too, or whatever. But yeah. in marriage, I think the concept of long suffering needs to be developed and talked more about in relationships. Right. Again, you were long suffering in that moment. You could have tried to tell me all of that and you just said, nope, I'm just going to hold on to all of that. Right. That doesn't need to be there. And I will still soften towards my husband who was rude to me. I will be open. We'll get connected. And it doesn't actually have to be. Everything has to be stirred up. You'll be long-suffering, and I get to be long-suffering towards you. And every time you forget something six times in a trip, I get to learn how to bear that. Right. Well, I will have to say that when we went grocery shopping, I didn't expect that I was going to be the one having to get everything and and think of everything. So I'm glad you actually brought that up because I actually don't have much ground to stand on when we're grocery shopping. When four adults are shopping, you shouldn't be the only one who has to remember everything. Yep. And particularly... When I would prefer to take everything with us and not go shopping. So I decided to do it your way this time. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So, fair enough. But, it, we're, but we're not talking about no, no, that no. right now in the podcast. No. We're talking about the afterwards and my internal process. So, so, so let's l- ignore how wrong I was in that. Yeah, nah, nah, whatever. Hurry up. Be long suffering. Be long suffering. <laughs> um, I was going to just share my kind of process while we're in that. Yeah. And what you were going through okay. in your mind. Great. In my mind, I know when I got into the car, I felt small Mm. before we left. When I came back with my phone and I Mm. got into the car, that tone that you use just makes me feel shameful and like, 
I just want to be small and yeah. little. And I, I can remember dr- being in the car and it's quiet and you're not talking and I can feel the boys in the back. Now, whether they were actually feeling anything right. or not, I don't know. They know that we fight and, yeah. and they know we work through it. So, yeah. But in my mind, I'm going, okay, I can't just sit scrunched up against the door away from my husband because that's not open. I need to figure out how to be open and be willing to be heard again. Yeah. Even if that means that I'm being open and he's not and he's closed off, that's hurtful too. You know, when you're sitting over there being quiet and not talking and not engaging when I'm the one that's hurt. So I had to really work through, okay, how do I... How do I still be open and let him know that I'm open even when I'm hurt and I don't want to be? And you're a little frustrated with me and distant from me. Right. You're talking about uh, Pat, posture, attitude, and tone. Yes. You were trying to take responsibility and adjust your posture, your attitude, and your tone, your energy, just how you were sitting there. Yeah. That's a good skill to develop in even when you're mad at your spouse. Yes, and it's taken me some time to to learn that and to be able to be aware of that when I'm in an emotionally yeah. hurt state. Yeah, It's interesting to me to know what was going on in your mind, mm-hmm. but it's also interesting to me, and I don't know why it should be because we've been working on this stuff for a long time, so you would think that after a long time you would actually be able to be doing these things mm-hmm. that we're doing. Mm-hmm. It was just interesting to me that I was actually thinking about the things that I should be thinking about and not just thinking about poor me, my feelings are hurt, I don't want to be here, what a jerk Paul was being to me. He's so whatever, I don't even know um, all the things because I wasn't thinking about any of that stuff. I was actually thinking about how I could change and what I could do to make things better. This is where we want to get a lot of the people who listen to this podcast because that's not where people start. They get into an argument, they get into a fight, and they're in that survival brain, right. that defensive brain. They're in just reactive versus proactive. And you and I, while we're sitting in our suburban driving down the coast of Oregon, are feeling all those things. But we also have another layer on top of it, which is I know I should be talking right now. I right. know I should be softening or not curled up against the door. And we're aware of our behavior. That right there means we're going to get it worked out. We're right. going to get it resolved. Now, I wish I would have got it resolved the minute you got back in the car. Honey, I know I hurt your feelings. I want to make sure we have a good day. I apologize. I have to do that immediately. Right. But I'm still dealing with my sinful behavior, my sinful nature as just a fallen, you know, messed up husband and my pride and all these things that I need to continue to grow and work in. But we got there and we want other couples who listen to this podcast to get where we got. That's not going to mean you're going to avoid your fights. It means you know how to get out of your fights faster. Right. It means that you know how to heal your spouse's heart better than walking around for three days. I know couples that that little infraction right there would have been a three day cold tension that you can cut with a knife. Right. Because neither one of them have the skills or the ability or the desire to address their own behavior in this. So again, we don't have a perfect relationship. We hope everyone can realize that by now. When the counselor and his wife go for a Christmas vacation and they get into a row, we're still human. 
Right. And we're still trying to work this out and still figure it out. I'm hoping that today's podcast will pull back the curtain and let people see what's going on in my head so that a husband out there can go, yes, that's exactly what I've been doing. Or a wife out there who can hear what you're going through and go, yes. And now you can have a a common dialogue going, if this is how they handled it, can we try this, honey? Right. And now it gets to be a way to practice newer behaviors and make you have a marriage where you fight less and you feel understood and you enjoy a deeper connection. That's what we were trying to get back to. A deeper connection with your spouse, even if it's rainy and cold on the Oregon coast in December. (laughs) That's what we're trying to get to. So if this sounds like your relationship and you're going, yes, I want to figure that one out. Paul, Shannon, how did you do that? I want to teach me more. Starts with securemarriage.com. You can go get a little quiz there. It's free, costs you nothing. We don't spam you with a lot of emails, but you can sign up uh, for the quiz and do an assessment on the six parts of the Secure Marriage Framework. Today, we've talked about empathy and responsibility and openness and grace and needs. The only thing I haven't got is oneness. So of the six parts, we discussed five today in some way. If you want to figure out where you rank on your relationship in those six parts, securemarriage.com. There's a little quiz right at the beginning there. You can go through that. And then after that, in the email sequence that follows that, there's actually kind of a free little three-part course on communication. Or if you're going, we have no idea where to start. We are completely lost. We have no idea what to do. What you're talking about sounds like you're talking an entire different Different language. language. You don't know my husband. You don't know my husband. He would never do that. Or you should listen to my wife. You can email us, paul at securemarriage.com or shannon at securemarriage.com. Email Shannon on this one. That's usually better. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be glad to listen and provide any feedback we can in terms of helping your relationship. I think that's it. I think so. That was a good one. Is this one a good one? Yeah. I've been holding this one in my back pocket for a couple days. Yeah. And you were a little worried coming in, huh? Well, you didn't yeah, know because, where we were going. because when I ask you, what are we talking about today? And you're like, oh, you'll see. It's like, oh, no, what's coming? It's not very nice of me. No, it isn't. But that's all right. <clears throat> it's nice. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll uh, see you next time. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.